What's up, everybody? The ceremonial weigh-ins are over. Caleb Plant stepped onto the scale at 167. Canelo Alvarez at 168. Yep, you heard it right. The smaller fighter came in a pound heavier. Nonetheless, at the limit of 168. Three titles accompanying Canelo Alvarez aside from the ring championship. So let's say four titles, but three of the major sanctioning body titles accompanying Canelo Alvarez into the ring. Of course, he's a recognized ring magazine champion, the, the belt that he lifted from Callum Smith uh, under a year ago, and Caleb Plant bringing his IBF super middleweight title. Um, words were exchanged. Again, the disdain that Canelo Alvarez is displaying in his face, he's a lot more emotional. Um, we're seeing a more active, a more uh, emotive, a more... Um, what, what, how can we put it... Um, Definitely a more um, animated, I guess, that's the perfect word, a more animated Canelo Alvarez than that, than the Canelo that we've seen in years past. Uh, he's definitely opened up. He's breaking out of his shell. His English is getting a lot better. Uh, so he's able to communicate to broader, to a broader spectrum of media. Um, it's, it's a new Canelo. It seems like he's really, he's really feeling the, uh, the disdain, the dislike for, for Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant, it's his moment. I've never seen Caleb Plant as fired up as he is now. Um, let's break this fight down. The way that Caleb Plant's pointing the finger at Canelo's face, uh, after the weigh-ins, he's definitely the taller fighter. He's definitely the broader shouldered, bigger fighter. Um, looks like he might be the stronger fighter, but it's all in how they step into the ring. It's all about the rehydration and obviously the style, the style of fight that they're looking to, the, the strategy and the style that they're looking to apply uh, as far as their game plan tomorrow night. That's what's going to come into hand. That's what's going to come into play. And we know that Canelo Alvarez usually starts slow. We know that Canelo Alvarez is very apt uh, and strategic. He analyzes his opponents for the first few rounds before he begins to apply the pressure, before he begins to execute his game plan. By the same token, he's known to lose rounds. And if this becomes a tight fight, a tight, close fight, and he's giving up rounds, that's one, that's one thing right there to pay attention to tomorrow night. As far as him giving up rounds while he's adapting and looking to exploit the uh, the loopholes or exploit the weaknesses of his opponent in Caleb Plant tomorrow night. However, if he's losing rounds, not giving up rounds, but losing rounds... You're going to see a Canelo that's going to start getting frustrated towards the middle of the fight, definitely between the fifth to eighth rounds. If that's the story, similar to what we saw with, uh, with, with BJ Saunders, um, I had BJ Saunders winning that fight up until Canelo started landing those, those bombs. Very similar. In my opinion, I've said it in the past. You could go back and check uh, check the previous episodes that I have, the one that I did about uh, Canelo and BJ, whether it's the pre or post, uh, the one that I did Canelo and Yodrum earlier this year, uh, the one that I did about Caleb against the other Caleb, Caleb Truex, which is the only fight that Caleb Plant has had this year, his mandatory defense against Caleb Truex, and that came uh, at the end of January uh, this year, so just a little bit over 10 months ago. Previous to that, prior to that, Caleb Plant did not fight until the previous February, Valentine's weekend of 2020. 
And that was against uh, against Fagan, Fagan Buttes, Fagan Butts, Fagan Buttes. So he ended up winning that fight. I guess he, he ended up stopping Fagan Buttes uh, in, in the 10th round, if I remember correctly, but then took Caleb Truex the entire way. Caleb Truex actually took him to a decision and uh, in a fight in which he was able to land some punches on Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant was definitely... Um, the more active, uh, he definitely outlanded Caleb Truex. He, he landed the better shots, but he was getting hurt by Caleb Truex and the sloppy, uh, attacks that he had, the sloppy moments that he had in there. Nonetheless, somewhat effective. He hurt Caleb Plant in several occasions, or at least bothered him enough to have given him a small mouses under, under his eye. I think it was uh, the right eye though, that he, that he was, um, that he was starting to, uh, to display some damage on. How do you judge how this fight's going to go tomorrow? Do you judge them as the fighters that we saw weigh in today? Uh, that's hard, right? You're basically profiling based on looks, based on display, based on how their bodies look, based on how they weighed in, based on their talk. I mean, a lot of people, the casuals and even the non-casuals, the uh, the occasional fan, they all go off of the talk. And that that's where the media plays a huge role because... Usually the, the loudest barking dog is the one that's going to get the most attention and, uh, and people will tune in. That gets buys. That gets, that sells pay-per-views. How do you judge this fight other than based on what we're seeing right now, the body of work, the training footage that we're seeing, because the other way that we could judge it is trajectory. And if we're going to compare resumes, Kayla Plant doesn't belong in there yet. I've said it in the previous episodes, and that's where I was leading to when I was saying check out the previous episodes that I've put earlier this year, uh, even dating back to the Callum Smith one. To me, BJ Saunders was the absolute best opposition that Canelo could have had at 168. He was the best 168-pounder, the best super middleweight. In my eyes, in my opinion, BJ Saunders was the absolute best super middleweight out of the entire field. That's available. Second to BJ Saunders, I would say David Benavides. Third, I would say a tie between Callum Smith and Caleb Plant. I don't know how a Callum Smith versus Plant fight would would play out. Uskategi would definitely be somewhere in the list, down down in the lower levels, as uh, similar to Anthony Durrell, who's going to be fighting um, fighting tomorrow night as well on the undercard. Um, I mean, come on, uh, you got um, David Morrill, who's uh, who's got an interim version of the title at the WBA. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of other Edgar Berlanga starting to make a name for himself, but he just got dropped himself in a, in his fight. He finally got tested, and as his opposition's getting better, he's starting to look more human, and he's starting to be tested. Nonetheless, he's still he's still shining. He's still showing a lot of promise. So Osvadi, Osvadi Morales uh, and Edgar Berlanga look like they're going to be on a on a crash course. Uh, and there's other fighters, right? There's other fighters that are coming up, but out of the big names that we're seeing in the 168. BJ Saunders to me was the absolute hardest opposition that he could have had, uh, that, that Canelo had and Canelo ended up basically breaking his face, right? He ended up, uh, uh, damaging his, uh, orbital bone and we still don't know if, uh, if Saunders is going to call it a day or if he's actually going to come back. 
David Lemieux ended up moving up to the 168. We still have that talks of the Charlos and Bubu Andrade and Triple G's and all this, but they're at 160. They're not campaigning at 168. David Benavides and Uskategi are going to uh, have a showdown later this month as well. Towards the end of the month, they're going to have a showdown. Um, David Benavides, Uskategi, possibly the absolute best opposition. If Benavides uh, outshines and comes out victorious against Uskategi, then you got yourself the next opponent for the winner of tomorrow night's fight. Benavides Plant or Benavides Canelo? That's a hard call for me uh, between Caleb Plant and um, and Benavides, but I think Benavides will best them uh, with the height, with the punches, with the with the reach. Uh, I think Benavides and B.J. Saunders would be a compelling fight. I think Benavides and Callum Smith would be just a, a drag out all around fight. But Callum Smith has since moved up to 175. So the field's starting to open up, but you got the up and comers. You got the new talent that's starting to move in and make noise. B.J. Saunders in my eyes was the absolute B.J. Saunders and Plant. I would see B.J. Saunders uh, outpointing Plant. Similar speed, both with decent pedigree boxing, very good pedigree boxing at that. But B.J. Saunders is just a step ahead as far as strategy, when applying strategy and applying their game plan. That test came and went, and Canelo passed it. He beat Avni Yodrim, which was a mandatory, similar fight to what what uh, Caleb Plant had in front of him with, and Caleb Truex. It took him all 12 rounds. He got rounds in, he got work in, uh, but he didn't look spectacular doing it. Canelo Alvarez got his defense out of the way. It came, it went, he dismantled Abney Yodrum, showed him that he didn't belong in the ring with him. Callum Smith, he lifted the ring title and took the WBC title from him. Took the title from BJ Saunders. And he's been at it. He's been consistent. He's been at it. He's collecting titles. This is what he wanted. And he's getting it. He's getting it. It's finally here after the fight fell through and the money disputes and uh, the promotional disputes and who's going to do it, who's not going to do it, who's going to jump in and the arguments between the zone and Al Heyman and blah, 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 PBC and then Showtime and then Golden Boy and the lawsuits, all that. I mean, you name it. Danny Jacobs is another one who's going to be moving up to 168. He's campaigning between both. And it all started, this all started after the rematch with Gennady Golovkin. And he got his hand raised. And the next victim was, or I guess his first victim, en route to conquering his plans or his dreams of becoming the first ever super middleweight to unify all four titles or to unify the division at that, let alone in the four belt era, the first victim was Rocky Fielding. That's where the WBA title came from. Drop down in weight, back to 160 to fight Danny Jacobs. Went up to divisions to fight Sergey Kovalev. Came back down to fight Callum Smith. And the talk is there. Every single one of these opponents has been the most dangerous opponent that could possibly step into the ring, with the exception of Abney Yodrim and Rocky Fielding. Every single one of these opponents, like the Golovkins, like Chavez Jr., who was supposed to be the all-out, drag-out Mexican war, 
Callum's little brother gave him a better fight than Callum did in Liam Smith at 154. Every single one of these fights, if you just look at his last few fights for Canelo's resume, which is getting back to the point of how do we judge it? Is it Are we judging by the talk? Are we judging by the training footage, by the sparring footage that continues to come out and the stories that we hear, the back and forth, um, the press conference where they had a scuffle and Canelo seems to have gotten the best of it, yet Caleb Plant still landed a good left hand on Canelo and then he got hit three times by Canelo. And a small cut, which you still see the small scar there, which uh, apparently the glasses, the sunglasses ended up digging into his skin and cutting them. And he's got that little scar on his face on the bottom of his right eye. Plant us. How do you judge him? Do you judge it by all this? The lead up, the arguing, the scuffles, the disdain for each other. How do you how do you gauge this fight? The only way that you could gauge it is by body of work. Resume, the trajectory. And if we look, if we're just going to judge them by their last fight, Canelo dismantled BJ Saunders in a fight that he was losing on the scorecards, but managed to turn momentum to his favor and stopped BJ Saunders in the eighth. Versus Caleb Plant's mandatory defense against Caleb Truex, which came earlier in the year. As a matter of fact, I think a month earlier than Canelo's first fight this year, which was against Abney Yodrim, in his mandatory. If we just judge based on those fights, ignore the BJ Saunders fight, and we just judge to what Canelo did to his mandatory versus what Caleb did to his mandatory, the game plans were different. Canelo wanted to get in and get out and show his level of pedigree, not get touched up too much, not get into a into a bar fight, into a phone booth fight, because he was planning on coming back in May. And sure enough, the promo was already prepared by the time that fight ended in displaying BJ Saunders on the big screen at the conclusion of the Yodrim fight. Stopped Yodrim in three rounds. It took Caleb Plant an entire fight to get his hand raised by decision against Caleb Truex in a successful IBF title defense. We look at BJ Saunders and Avni Yodrim versus Caleb Truex and Vincent Fagenbutte. If we go before that, if we go prior to that, we look at Callum Smith. That would be three fights ago for Canelo. So we would have to look at Caleb Plant's opposition three fights ago, and that would be the undefeated Mike Lee, who was 21-0 going into that fight. Caleb Plant stopped him in three rounds. Let's go four fights. Jose Uskategui. A hell of a fight, a back-and-forth Uskategi went down in round two. Uskategi went down in round four. Plant was cut above his right eye. His hand is raised when it's all said and done at the end of 12. And he became the IBF champion. Has not let down since. And has not let up. 
Has Caleb Plant gotten better? Absolutely. Styles make fights. Opponents bring out the best in a fighter. And if I was to give you a devil's advocate type justification for Plant's performance against Caleb Truex, it would be that he didn't get up for that challenge. He was looking for something better. He just couldn't get motivated enough for a Truex. Whereas he will be motivated against a Canelo. And we'll see the absolute best. Nonetheless, don't forget that Caleb Plant is stepping into the ring at 21-0 with 12 knockouts. So he has some stopping power. But it all comes by way of punches in bunches. Clean boxing. Hence his nickname of Sweet Hands. He's got fast, quick delivery. And if he's able to control Canelo and keep him at bay with the jab, which is what Callum Smith should have done as a taller fighter, which is what BJ Saunders was accomplishing as the bigger, faster fighter, the more elusive fighter of the two, jab and angles, Caleb Plant should have success against Canelo tomorrow night if he's able to maintain distance, fight him from the outside because he's got speed on his side versus the slower, heavier-handed Canelo. Jab and angles. Apply the BJ Saunders. Counter would be your plan B. And your go-to to get away from Canelo when the fight becomes a fight at close range. Counter quickly, gain your space, move around, apply the angles and jab, regain composure. For Canelo, he cuts off the ring really, really good now. He's getting better and better and better. And you look at the resume and we could look back. Yes, people will go to the Canelo, the only loss that he has to date against Floyd Mayweather. The loss that people think he should have been uh, awarded against Eris Landilara. The fight against Miguel Cotto. The two fights against Golovkin. People could go back and forth and keep telling you he's been gifted so many times. He's been this, he's been that. But one thing you cannot deny is the level of pedigree, the level of boxing, how good Canelo is looking every single time he steps into the ring. He's a master of his craft. He's displaying it time and again. I'm not on the Canelo van wagon, fan wagon, on the fandom for Canelo, but I do recognize and appreciate that. And I have a feeling that we're watching, without a doubt, we're watching a living legend do work right now. Just like I used to tell you guys about Andre Ward. When we were witnessing Andre Ward step into the ring. And sure enough, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Appreciate these fighters when we have them here. Nonito Daner. Another one that I'm huge on. Check out those episodes, those previous episodes that I put on there. Vasily Lomachenko. We're watching legends. We're watching fighters become great. And we're watching fighters fall out of the landscape. 
as we discuss and as these episodes keep piling up. Tomorrow night is going to be a historic night for both of these fighters that are involved in the main event. Both of them are making history just by stepping into the ring because they're fighting to unify the division and the first time that we will have a unified champion in the four belt era in that 168 pound division, which dates back to something like close to 40 years or so that there hasn't been a unified champ in that division since the inception of the division. This is dating back to just under 20 years ago when the four belt era began. It's a lot of history by the time that these two fighters step into the ring tomorrow night. A lot of bragging rights. They're doing enough. Where will their careers go from here? Canelo will continue after this. He accomplishes his goal. Maybe he moves on to 175. He's given plenty of interviews where he says he has no desire to return to start cutting weight again and go back to 160. Maybe he'll remain at 168. Maybe he'll start doing these big uh, crossover style fights, the money fights, the big headlining events. You had Kumaru Usman, who's also going to be in action at Madison Square Garden tomorrow night in his rematch against Kobe Covington. And he went on Max Kellerman uh, on his episode, on his show and expressed his interest to face Canelo Alvarez in a crossover style fight. Kumar Usman is becoming a legend himself in his craft in MMA, in the UFC, the biggest stage in MMA. Where will Canelo's career go? Will he try to accomplish the same at 175? Will we see Golovkin move up and he'll wait for him at 168 as Golovkin's career is winding down? Will we see Charlo move up? Bubu Andre, will he finally get the fight? I doubt it after the antics that he pulled at the post, post-fight press conference uh, after the BJ Saunders fight. Who knows? But the sky's the limit for Canelo. He's basically cementing the final moments of his career at the second stage, the second half of his story as a live boxer, as a, as a professional boxer. For Caleb Plant, should he be successful tomorrow night? Yes, the deck stacked against him. But he's got all the talent in the world. And if he's ever going to put the plan together and show the masterpiece of his work, it needs to come together tomorrow night. And should he become the first ever undisputed champion at the 168-pound division, he will have cemented his spot in the legacy books in the annals of boxing. The sky will be the limit for Caleb Plant after that, as he will become the hunted. And you bet the Benavides and the BJ. BJ will definitely want to come back so he could take those four titles from him. But it starts looking dim after you take the test and you come up short. 
the desire goes away a little bit of you wanting to step into that ring and rematch. It's rare when we get to see those opportunities, like we're seeing Vasily Lomachenko try to come back against Teofimo and try to run that back. Golovkin and Canelo ran it twice, and everybody's still clamoring to see that third fight between them. It's rare to see that. The Mosley De La Hoya fights of years past, the Taylor Hopkins fight of years past, the Pavlik and Taylor fight, the Riddick Bowes and Holyfields, the Frazier Ali's, the Hearns and Leonard, or Duran and Leonard. It's rare when you see these fighters want to get back in there because a little bit is taken away from them. And to get all the way back into the ring against the guy that dominated you. Or to go through all that work. Just to have it taken away from you by a judge's decision. It has to play a huge part in these boxers' emotions and the fighters' emotions and their heads and their psyche. That's possibly where we see BJ Saunders at right now undecided to come back with Chris Eubanks Jr. calling him out, trying to get a rematch with him. Tomorrow night is going to be an amazing, amazing night. I cannot wait. I'm excited. We will have a four belt champion in this division. Will Canelo succeed and see his dream, his plans come to fruition Or will Caleb Plant, the throne, the long-reigning champ, and the biggest star in boxing on Saturday night? Setting foot in what will likely end up being a Hall of Fame career for him should he be successful tomorrow night in Caleb Plant. Saul El Canelo Alvarez With the support of Mexico on his shoulders, Sweet Hands, Caleb Plant, with the support of the USA, they meet neutral grounds at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And I cannot wait. I wish you guys the absolute best. And again, like always, I wish you guys the absolute best tomorrow night. Have a great night. I hope you're surrounded by good family, by good people, good food, and a good drink to accompany what will surely be an amazing boxing night. I'll do my best to catch you guys on the recap episode. Uh, don't forget to tune in, and I got plenty more episodes coming your way. Take care of yourselves, have yourselves a good night, and thank you for all the love and support that you've shown the Tomatolito Show in the last couple of years. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace out. Have a good night.